Hey guys, it's your host Peter Hughes. This episode is action-packed with the salesman David Bradley from Grant Cardone Enterprises. We're talking about how to get your black belt in the martial art of sales. Not only how to practice, but practice to a place of knowingness. We're going to approach sales like your life depends on it and make sure that before you become great at something, become great at frequency. And at the end of the show, we'll mention a link that will help you build your foundation in sales. That is, if you're willing to become great. Enjoy. Hey guys, Jordan Harbinger here, former host of The Art of Charm and current host of The Jordan Harbinger Show, because I'm really creative with naming my new show, apparently. And now I'm helping out a good friend of mine, Peter Huseth, with his podcast, Millennial Highway. You're listening to Millennial Highway. This is the podcast of your generation. You're on the highway of life, so why not join us in the fast lane? I'm here with David Bradley, sales and marketing manager at Grant Cardone Enterprises. David, how you doing? Man, I'm exhilarated and eager, and thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. So, David, why did you get in the sales in the first place? Um, kind of a cool story. Um, I started, uh, you know, I met a girl. <laughs> I think oh, a lot nice. of stories start out that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, was waiting tables and tin and bar, and, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that gig. I mean, I know a lot of waiters that are making six figures, but in the position that I was at, um, I just wasn't making enough to feel confident about proposing marriage to this lady, and I wanted to go to her dad and, and, and do it right. And um, I, I wanted to have something a little bit more stable, a little bit more uh, career orientated. And uh, a really good buddy of mine that I used to wait tables with uh, was in the auto industry and said, hey, man, um, why don't you come give this, you know, this car sales gig a try? And um, just based on what he was wearing and knowing the way I used to know him versus the way I was seeing now, uh, it was definitely an intriguing thing. So. Um, that was the motivation for me to get into sales was just be a better provider and, um, have like a real career that I could rely on. What was the first sales job you had and then how did you get the job? Yeah. So I had, you know, I had dabbled in it a little bit. Like I had sold, like I sold furniture for a while. I did like some door to door stuff, selling like artwork to offices uh, my first, I guess, technically my first sales gig was, uh, I was, I did telemarketing. I sold circus tickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, and this is back in the day. So, you know, I'm 45 years old. I think that gig happened in like 1993 ish. So they, they literally put me in front of a rotary dial phone, right? Oh, wow. You know what that is? Uh, the circle one, right? Or you, you, you turn it. Yeah. There's no buttons. You turn it right. They gave me uh, a copy of the uh, the local white pages, and and it's like a phone book, right? And they said, right. "Here, sell tickets, right?" So I hadn't like I mean, and that was no training, no nothing. And I'll talk about that probably more later. But like, it was insane. So you know, I make one phone call, um, immediately got hung up on, totally blew it. I left. I and I, I made. I did it for like an hour, and then I, I just couldn't take it. I just I quit. 
So that was my first quote unquote sales experience. <laughs> and then um, I dabble in it off and on here and there. Um, but it wasn't until I got into the automotive industry that I found something I could grab a hold of. Um, and even in that, I wasn't all that good in the very beginning. It wasn't until I found Grant's training that um, I was able to truly excel. Really? So just Grant, yeah. was it his books or was it his program or what was it? Well, my first month in the car business, you know, was, was rough because I didn't know what I was doing. I'd been a waiter and a bartender for many, many years, and I got really good at being conversive, being able to communicate with people, build rapport, um, have a conversation and get people to like me. But just because somebody likes you doesn't mean they're going to buy from you or they're going to give you money. So I was like halfway there and I didn't have the ability to, I just thought that they, you know, at, at the end of the transaction, the customer would go, we'll take it. And that just doesn't happen. So um, I had to learn how to close. And it was when I found Grant's training that I, I learned not only how to close, but how to set up the process in a way that positions me to close easy. Can you go into more detail about so, that? Yeah. So the first lesson I learned from Grant was that selling is a conversation. Power comes from the words that you use. And that was one lesson. Another lesson I learned that was very, very valuable was that service is senior to selling. And so you, you need to, when you present a product, you need to number one, make sure that what you're showing the client is actually relevant to what they're interested in, to what their needs are, that you're showing them something that meets their needs uh, and that you're building so much value in that and that you're the only reason someone's going to buy something is to solve a problem, right? So you need to show how your product solves their problem and you have to be able to figure out what that problem is and you have to do it in a way that, that allows them to be comfortable sharing that with you. So, but once you've built this large amount of value in the product that when you present the price, then the price in and of itself should make sense, right? And then you need to be able to close the deal, which is ask them to do something, to take action. Um, and if you've done everything right up to that point, when you ask for the business, when you ask for the decision, it should be a relatively easy process for them. Everybody's afraid of making a mistake and doing the wrong thing, right? Right. But a good closer is able to be there with that buyer, stay with them, not have to get up and go back and check with the manager, to be able to just literally stay there and help them through the process of making the right decision, even if it's a little scary for them. And once I started really wrapping my head around that, uh, it enabled me to finally produce. And so I went from being like three cars a month to 30 uh, in about nine months. How long did it take you to kind of master that time when you're with the customer? Was it like after the first three people you were with or how many customers did it take for you to start to actually ramp up to like 30 cars a month? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's, you know, this, I, I'm not a master now, so I don't, you know, I don't, the, 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 yeah, I, it's, it's a constant process in development. There's, you're never done as a sales professional. If, if you feel like you've reached mastery, um, that, that that may be a sign it's time to hang it up. You know, you want to be in a place of, of consistent development. I think in terms of me being able to be comfortable and sit with them, a couple things happened. Number one, I had a shift in think in terms of what the close really is. Um, 
that it's a service. It's part of the whole experience. And that if they don't take a car home with them when they leave here, then I didn't truly help them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so once I understood that, it, it gave me a little bit more tenacity. Once I closed or once I wrapped my head around um, that the close is literally it's it's 20% of a transaction, but it's 100% of my money. Right. Yeah. So if I got these goals and I got these dreams and I want to marry this girl and I want to be able to help pay for the wedding and I want to do a honeymoon, and I want to buy a ring and I want to do all this stuff. It's like uh, I need some money. And so everybody that I talk to. I'm here to help them accomplish something, which is get a car. And they're also here to help me accomplish something, which is get this wedding thing. Um, and that, I think getting, getting my head around that, right. That like the time it took, um, that was probably two to three months. And then what I was doing every day was listening to Grant Cardone's training in the car in the morning on the way to work and at night on the way home morning was to warm up afternoon or the evening was to debrief every day. Wow. Um, what would you say uh, are the differences between, I think you already kind of hinted on this, but between the amateurs and selling and then the professionals? Yeah, well, I think amateurs, it's a great, that's an awesome question, man. Like, we actually have a whole chapter in, in Grant's book, Seller Be Sold, on the, on the main differences. But I think for if you sell something and you get paid for it, technically, you're a professional. And if you're going to carry that title, then you become ethically and morally obligated to do a couple different things. Number one, be honest about it and number and be ethical in your process uh and then number two is you have to get better every single day you have to do something a little bit of something every single day to improve and if you look at any other quote-unquote professional they're in a constant state of development and if you don't feel like as a salesperson that you need to do any kind of training or development then you're an amateur so ego plays a big role in this. You could call it that. I mean, it's just there's an interesting um, dynamic, I think, in a lot in, in a certain segment of the sales profession where, uh, you know, people think because they do something every single day that they're excluded from working on their craft. And I don't think that's true, you know. Right. A couple of years ago, my father <clears throat> had um, this is kind of an it's a cool story about what a professional is. My father had one of his aortic valves and his heart replaced. So he's getting open heart surgery. And wow. um, yeah, and the surgeon was a really awesome dude, very cool, down to earth, but also direct, didn't pull punches, was a real straight shooter. And when the surgery was over, and these guys are busy, right? So when the surgery was over, he's in just doing a little checkup. He's touching base with the family. I'm there. My wife's there. Uh, my dad's girlfriend was there and we're just sort of hanging out and he comes in and says, Hey, everything's cool. And this is what happened. And I said, Hey, you know, doctor, if you don't mind me just picking your brain for a second. And uh, he thought I was going to ask about like something medical. I'm like, what do you, how do you guys prepare for these things? Like, what does a day in your life look like? He goes, Oh, every morning we review what we're going to do. Uh, we actually map out the, the, the surgery, you know? Um, and then when the thing, and we film it and then when we're done, we go back and we'll watch the film just like a football player or a boxer. Wow. Right? 
they, they prepare for it. And, and, and I'm like saying, how long have you been doing this? He goes, oh, I've been doing this operation. I, I, I've probably lost count. Like, I don't know. I'm like, so two, 300 times? He goes, oh, more than that. So there's like, you know, maybe a thousand people walking around the planet that have had this guy's hands on, you know, on his heart, on their heart. And the guy still films it, debriefs it, practices it, role plays it. And, you know, people on that are listening may be thinking, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's heart surgery. You know, uh, we're just talking about sales. Well, no, you need to approach sales as if your life depended on it because it does. Wow. Um, that that kind of leads me to my next question is, does it take a special type of person to be in sales? Yeah, man, that's, uh, you know, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I'm, my, my ultimate answer is no. Why is that? If you, if you commit to that, right, if you decide this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to get great at this thing, then you can do that, but it takes the commitment. So, you know, if, if, if you look at Grant Cardone's story, right, when he first started, he sold cars, you know, um, and when he first got in the car business, he wasn't very good at it either. And he had gone through, you know, you can read a story, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that doesn't know, but like, you know, he had had, you know, he's had some rough times, you know, getting to where he was at. And at that point, sales was the only thing that he truly had. And he said, you know what, before I quit this thing, before I give up on something I hate, I'm going to get great at it. So a lot of people think like, hey, this just isn't for me, right? Sales mm -hmm. isn't for me. It's not my bag. It's not my game. Well, you know what? Maybe it's not. But if you're in it now and you made a decision to give it a shot, before you quit, get great at it. And what a life lesson is that? Yeah. Right? What else could you apply that to in your life, right? Before you quit something, get great at it first. Because you may just, it, if you get great at it, you may just like it. Nobody likes doing something they don't know how to do. Nobody likes losing, right? So when someone comes up and says, hey, it's just not my thing, the reality is you just didn't know what you were doing. Um, what hurdles did you personally face and then how did you overcome them? Here's a cool story. Um, I was very uh, timid because I was afraid of the clothes part. So in the first couple of months, <clears throat> um, I was freaking out and not real, you know, n not assertive enough or not willing to get people to look at figures, get people to come in and enter into a negotiation cycle with me. Um, I didn't, number one, I didn't know how to do it. And that was the first problem. But number two, the fact that I didn't know left this like window of mystery. And so my imagination would create all this weird stuff that never even happened. We talk about, you know, Grant says, um, the word fear it's in an acronym for false events appearing real so i had all these weird imaginings of you know what could happen or go wrong and uh, it would just jack with my head and i couldn't do it and i remember talking to my father about how i was feeling and trying to you know get get a handle on that and i said it feels like when i was a little kid trying to play baseball and when i was a little kid trying to play baseball i was afraid to swing the bat because mm -hmm. i was afraid i was going to get hit or hurt so i would i would either get walked or i'd or i'd go down looking and as I got into adulthood, I'm like, I'm never going to go down looking again. And so when this, when I recognized that as a car sales guy, I was going down looking a lot. I, I'm like, this is, this can't happen. And so I was expressing to my dad, I'm like, it feels like I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm at the plate again as a little kid trying to play Little League. He goes, well, why don't you just go to the batting cages and practice swinging? So I was like, okay, why not? So I go, so I start doing this little ritual where every day after work, I'd go to the batting cages and I'd, I'd sit in there and I'd, you know, I'd swing it, you know, one to 200 balls just to get my body in the habit of swinging. Right. So then, right. and that was, um, that built this confidence that I was able to then start bringing into sales, which was just kind of a fun little thing. So, no, no, that makes a lot of sense. Cause as I'm starting out on this podcasting thing, I'm like going into it. I'm like a little scared before every interview. I don't know what I want to say. I'm almost like trying to make it perfect, but I know it's not going to be perfect. And then you mentioned like the false evidence appearing real. I'm like, Oh wait, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I see all these, different scenarios playing out that are never going to happen, which kind of goes to what you were saying. Um, Dude, totally. Yeah. And, and, and this, this is a, a later lesson that I learned. I was doing it, but I didn't have like a solid, um, like word track for it, if you will. But Grant has said, uh, if you want to get great, you got to get frequent first. Frequency precludes greatness. So if you want to get great as, you know, as a podcaster, you got to get frequent at it, right? You want to get great as a sales guy, you got to frequently sell. You got to be doing it, right? Right. You have to do go through the activities of doing it. And it's not, um, you can do it in practice, which we always recommend, obviously, so that you're not practicing on a customer, you know, but the only way you're going to get great you know, it's Grant's YouTube channel is a really great example of that because we've got, you know, a gazillion videos up there, you know, millions of views. But if you go look at like our first upload versus what we're doing now, <laughs> it's like crazy. But you see we got frequent and then we got great. Interesting. So what do you mean by practicing on, you know, because the way I see it is like for sales, for you, you got to keep talking to the customers. How do you practice not talking to the customer and still practice your sales routine? Oh man, you got to like, so with, with anything, um, if you use football or boxing or surgery or any kind of professional endeavor, um, there's two ways of learning. You can learn from an experience that, that happens to you right? Or you can create an experience that you can learn from. So one of the things that we always do, right? Like in, in what world would an MMA fighter, for example, uh, watch a video or see a technique executed and then immediately put it into a fight? It wouldn't happen. You wouldn't. Yeah. There's no way, right? So for me, like as a salesperson, um, just cause I sat down and I watched a bunch of videos on YouTube on how to sell. That doesn't mean I'm a, that doesn't mean I know how to sell. That means I watched a bunch of videos on how to sell. I didn't take what I learned and practiced. So it's same idea. If I watch a bunch of videos on how to be in a mixed martial artist, and I get an octagon, I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'm sorry. Can I use that word? Sure. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my ass handed to me on a plate, right? I'm going to get beat up. So salespeople go and they watch a video on YouTube and then they get with a client. They skip the middle part, right? You got to practice it. You got to practice so you're comfortable with it, right? And, you know, and, and, and another martial arts is always a great example or a great parallel with sales because 
Um, the, the, one of my wife's instructors, his name's Alan Predelin. He's a special forces guy from Italy. Uh, he oh, was wow. in the Italian special forces. Yeah, he's now a Krav Maga instructor uh, here in the States. Oh, cool. And he says if you wind up in an actual physical confrontation, that you're going to perform at 30% of what you do in practice. Because when, when emotion goes up, intelligence goes down. You ever get like really nervous and you just like forget stuff? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, your brain doesn't work right. You know what I mean? Right. He, there's, a, a, there's another guy, he's an author. His name is Barrett Tillman. says that under pressure, you will not rise to the occasion. Rather, you will sink to the level of your training. So, so the more training. You know, when we... Yeah, man, when we bring that back to sales, if you have to think about something, if you have to think in an octagon, it's too late, right? Wayne Gretzky talks about you need to be where the puck is going, not where it is. So when you're in sales, if you get caught thinking, you're dust. So you have to practice to a place of knowingness, meaning there's, there's no thought required. Thinking is like a low-level activity. You want to be in a place of knowingness where you're actually doing something, not thinking about it where are you uh, where are you doing the practicing like is it with a friend you're you're trying to sell or someone you kind of know or like who are you like sparring with i guess you could say yeah right great i love that so a couple different things that i used to do uh when i first got into car sales i would write down uh, the objections that people gave me that i couldn't handle and i put them on index cards i'd flip them on the other side and i would write the answer so just like in school right back in the day you'd write like a math problem. And then on the other side, you have the answer and you just look at it and you just work on memorizing it. So I'd have, Hey, I need to talk to my spouse and I'd flip it over. And then the way to handle, I need to talk to my wife would, would be there. And then at some point I didn't need to look. So I could just go through these flashcards and just drill it. Right. Um, sometimes I would take, I'd get a partner and say, Hey, let's just work on, you know, handling this specific objection or handling this particular close, or let's just work on our product presentation. You know, I'll critique you, you critique me. Um, that sometimes in the sales world is it's hard to find a partner to do that with. It's kind of weird, but um, I was fortunate enough to be able to find a couple of people that I could do that with. Uh, I would also record myself in front of a camera and on audio. So I could go back and listen to it later and sort of debrief and break down tonalities and flexions. Um, these are the things that a professional would do, right? Right. If you're a runner, if you're a runner and you and you want to work on your running form, it's the first thing you do. You, you film yourself running. So, you know, you, you just want to have that level of knowingness and awareness of what you're doing so you can go in, dissect it, analyze it, fix it, reinforce it, practice it. Um, in our office, if you if you worked for Grant Cardone, like this is what we do every single day. We do uh, Cardone University is our online cloud-based training program. Every sales guy that works for Grant, he's on the hook to do six short segments every single day uh, before 9 a.m. It's roughly 20 to 30 minutes of training. We, we've done that, and then we get to the office. We do that from home because when you're at work, it's sales focus. Right. And we're a training company. Right. But we sell training. So when we're at work, we're, we want to be focused on selling, not training. Um, so we do our training before we get to work. But when we get to work, we do two things. We meet up, have a short discussion about the training that we did in the morning. 
that 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Then we break off into groups and we actually role play. So we'll role play the incoming sales call, the outgoing sales call, the cold call, the warm call, product presentation, handling specific objections, whatever it is that the salesperson wants to get tight with, wants to tune up. Um, and then we have a sales, a company-wide sales meeting at 9.06. Everybody gathers up together. It's a good news only meeting. We usually wrap it up with watching a video uh, with Grant or reading from one of his books or something that effect and then having a short discussion about that. And the purpose of that is a couple different things. But the main thing is to make sure that as a salesperson that you are not just physically at work, but you are mentally and emotionally present and accounted for. There's a statistic that says 73% of all employees in a, in a work environment are disengaged. Meaning what? Meaning Sally is physically here, but she's still having that fight with her boyfriend she had last night, right? Physically here, but he's playing Call of Duty in the back of his head, right? Right. They're not fully present. Steve's, no, Steve's still hungover, right? You know, um, and this will this this goes into even like if you're a sales guy and you have a bad customer experience, like you didn't close that deal, maybe it got a little awkward or uncomfortable, maybe you got yelled at or something by your boss, and then you go get with a customer. A lot of times you're with the customer, but you're still in the previous experience. Interesting, because yeah, because your emotions are still attached, like to the previous uh, scenario, right? Yeah, totally. You're you're back over here. You're not in you're not present with the new customer. You're still over there with that guy, which is a disservice to the one you're with. Does this happen uh like your typical sales guy at Grant Cardone after they've gone through all the like the proper warm ups and prep and everything, or does that or is that less likely to happen? Uh, it happened to me like twenty minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> no way! It, 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 yeah, it, 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 the the good thing for us is that, or for myself, is that I have enough awareness to know that that just happened, and I can catch it when it. And I, and I usually, and I'm really good now at catching myself when I'm not present with somebody. Like I'll know it before they know it, and then I can adjust and and, and course correct, but. You know, you want to have this level, uh, you just want to be in a place of awareness and knowingness so that you don't have to get, you're not thinking about stuff. You're just, you're here, you're present, you got, your full attention is on the other person that you're talking to, you're engaged. Right, you it's know? intuitive. And a lot of times the person you're talking to, they're not. David, we're kind of nearing the end of the of the show, um, but like yeah. last, last couple questions. Um, for someone who's looking to get into sales, where's the best place to start? Um, man, you know what? You, you want to do a couple things. You, you want to find something that gets you excited, that gets you jacked, that, that you can truly get behind. You, you, know, you don't have to love what you sell, per se, but you definitely need to be purpose orientated. And if you do have something that you truly, totally love, like if you're a fitness junkie and you want to get into sales, go work at a gym, you know, whatever it may be, you need to find something that, that like gets you jacked up and motivated and wanting to be there. That just makes your life easier. Yeah. 
that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if you, if you love the product or you love what the product's doing, then you're more likely to sell it better, right? Yeah, like if you you know if you just use cars as an example, man, you better go sell your favorite car. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna go to the Lamborghini uh, store and. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, you may you may need to sell something to to build up to that to get into Lamborghini, but like if that's your target, then at least you go in knowing, hey, I'm gonna become a master at selling these Toyotas because at some point I'm gonna go from Toyota to Lexus. You need to be doing something that you love. Uh, second question, last question. Um, do you need a college major to get into a better sales job or is it better to go without college for sales? You need to be able to produce. I like that. All right, David, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It was, uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, being here and, uh, anything we can help with, you know, let us know. I did the one question you'd mentioned earlier was, um, some things to study or to get to get worked on. And if anybody wants to go to this website, cardonesolutions.com forward slash foundation, uh, we put that together for anybody listening to the podcast where they can get some of Grant's foundational core content. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. Definitely check out that link provided by David Baddeley. Again, it's cardonesolutions.com forward slash foundations. There's a lot of great information in there if you really want to get your sales career started or even if you're a current salesman or if you're an entrepreneur or someone that just needs to get some sort of sales information. If you want to become any sort of expert, definitely check out that link. See you guys next time. I'm your host, Peter Shusev.